last year when the pandemic hit, uh, I graduated college and a couple months later, I started uh, a new business with my co-founder, Jake Brown, which was Ireland's first TikTok house called The Go House. So we started that in September. We ran it for four months and we were like, fuck it, let's uh, let's go bigger and better and do it in America. So uh, five months after that, which is like May, May 3rd, we launched here in America. And uh, I've, how long is it now? That's, that was a month and a half ago. So um, <laughs> yeah, like I'm never really satisfied with anything. So uh, <laughs> like, I don't. You're the, wor- the worst customer in the restaurant. How's that? Well, no, it's <laughs> all right. Like, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Hello and welcome back to another episode of Finterviews. I'm your host, Connor Finn, and this is a show where I get to chat to the most interesting people I know. On the show this week, I was joined by businessman, content creator, and co-founder of The Go House. It was, of course, the wonderful Thomas Arnold. I chatted with Thomas all about his journey, from a teen making cricket tutorials on YouTube and selling home alarms door-to-door, to graduating university during a pandemic, co-founding Ireland's first ever content house and the rigorous life lessons he's learnt along the way among the exciting plans Thomas has in store for the future. Oh, this one was an absolute pleasure to record. Thomas is an absolute gentleman and probably one of the most driven, hard-working people I've had the pleasure of chatting to. So even getting him down for a wee second um, was wonderful because he's off in LA currently um, <laughs> running the Go House. The man has been non-stop um, in one of the hardest years of life. And honestly, I don't think he's anywhere near finished now. He's only getting started. But with all that being said, please enjoy this latest episode of Finterviews with their wonderful Thomas Arnold. Well, welcome back to another episode of Interviews on the show this week. I'm delighted to welcome on the main man of the art, Thomas Arnold. How's it going? Hello. What's up? Yeah, I'm good. I'm good. Big international call today. Sorry, I just think it's hilarious. You're the second guest that I've actually done recently that, well, I, I, I at least knew you weren't in Ireland, but um, it's just weird chatting to people who are being like, yeah, schedule a call. And then it's like, then they're mentioning time zones and I'm going like, Oh, Jesus Christ. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> but here, uh, how's it all going for yourself anyways? You're in LA. You seem to be, seems to be having a pretty, pretty good time. Like, <laughs> Yeah, it's, uh, it's good. I was saying to you before the call that because of the time difference, there's like an eight hour time difference between Ireland and America that I normally ring my mom in the morning time as soon as I, uh, as soon as I get up and I normally look really tired and she's normally not happy with me because i'm not talking to her properly but uh yeah it's great over here we've, we've been in america now for i suspect six weeks and oh, Jesus. yeah it's like the project's launched which is really cool it's also it's it probably goes without saying but the lifestyle is a lot like nicer over here mainly because of the weather it's like sunny and i can go for runs most days and uh, I definitely feel like way less stressed, even though I'm doing more work, Yeah, which is sort of an interesting learning I've had from coming over here. So who would have thought, you know, uh, the weather has like an effect of people's emotions and mindset and mood. I mean, shocking, honestly, like, God. <laughs> uh, yeah, exactly. Funny when it isn't pissing down you all day. You seem to have just a better kind of mindset around the place. Yeah, yeah. Somebody <laughs> really, really should have been warned by this earlier. But yeah, I suppose you were mentioned there. Obviously, you've been out uh, stateside, I suppose, for best cuts of six weeks and all night. But I suppose for 
the occasion that somebody's maybe listening to us that doesn't really know what we're talking about or yourself maybe gives a bit of an introduction I suppose a little bit about yourself your background like what I suppose you're doing now over in LA and what we're kind of chatting about yeah so uh my name's Thomas Arnold I'm 24 uh I guess some like a lot of people uh have no idea who I am so in short uh a couple of the things I've done I started a YouTube channel when I was in college based around my life in UCD. Basically, I used to do a a business course called Commerce. And also when I started uh, college in UCD, I ran a a video production business called Fearless Media. So I guess from 18 to 22, I was sort of just documenting college life and I was running that business. And uh, I was trying to be a source of information for students as well as hopefully some form of um, inspiration, even if it's not as good as people who've done way more than me. And then last year when the pandemic hit, uh, I graduated college and a couple months later, I started uh, a new business with my co-founder, Jake Brown, which was Ireland's first TikTok house called The Go House. So we started that in September. We ran it for four months and we were like, fuck it, let's, uh, let's go bigger and better and do it in America. So uh, five months after that, which is like May, May 3rd, we launched here in America and uh i've how long is it now that's that was a month and a half ago so um <laughs> yeah i guess like i'm i wouldn't put myself down as an entrepreneur necessarily because i find that term very cringy but hmm. i've ran a couple of businesses uh i try to document stuff online i try to be helpful or resourceful for people mm-hmm. and hopefully a source of uh inspiration for them for people back in ireland so that's what i try and give to other people i guess <laughs> Yeah, I suppose. Sorry, it's whenever you're listening off like that, like just in the last year alone, all that's kind of happened. Like, like, do you realize like how, like, I mean, it was when you're saying 24 there, I was being like, oh, Chris, I'm coming 23 next week. And I'm going like, oh, okay. um, but like, literally, even you just being like, yeah, I suppose last year, um, graduated pandemic, uh, I suppose head, started TikTok house, like did pretty, pretty class. Uh, now I've uh, completely shifted over, like, like you understand that that's like pretty amazing for like even a year in itself like and I know I was actually kind of seeing one of your last kind of YouTube videos that you put up there as well I was trying to do some research and I can just find about you being like oh this is like where I started this is where I'm going I was just saying like Jesus Christ man like I mean it's insane just I feel like you just have one of those mindsets I suppose that's probably what first like I kind of want to chat to you like initially reach out because I think you're one of the few people that's fine, like, especially in Ireland, like, at that, like, kind of my age or that kind of demographic as well, that, like, you just seem to be on, like, non-stop over, like, the last guy. Like, like you just kind of seem to be hitting the ground running. And I know, obviously, you know, fluctuations here and there, but, like, <laughs> I don't know. It Does it sound funny, you know, hearing yourself back, be like, oh, that's what I do. Or do you, are you just kind of in such a flow of the things that you don't even realize, like, how much has been happening for yourself so quickly? Yeah, I think it hasn't really. Has it kicked in? I think, yeah, I don't think it's really kicked in. There's definitely, I don't know if this is an Irish thing, but it's really bad out of Irish people to, you know, be happy with their achievements or mm. it's it, like, it's very common for someone to go, oh, it's just, you know, what I've yeah, done yeah, is, yeah. is not that big of a deal. Yeah. Um, but sort of that aside, yeah, I don't think it really has hit me too much, to be honest. Like we have been, Jake came to me with the idea 
July 7th, 2021. So that was basically 11 months ago. Mm. And like, if I was to look back on the previous 23 years before that, this has definitely been the craziest year ever. But stuff becomes normal very quickly. Like when Jake taught it the idea and we were working on it in uh, our office in Dublin, yeah, it, that became normality. And then like when we launched the house, it was unbelievable. And then it sort of became normal again. And then yeah. when that when that house closed and we were preparing to launch a new house, like that became normal. And now we're here and it's crazy. <laughs> and now it's it's not that it's become normal, but it's like no matter what you end up doing, it'll all sort of normalize to at a point. Yeah. And so it's like it, it's a never ending game, really, to be honest. Like yeah. it's a never ending game. I suppose, like, one of the big things is as well, like, for yourself, like, I have only been in down Dublin kind of last year or so as well. But, like, I remember, obviously, initially COVID died and, like, had a couple months pre-pandemic. But, obviously, TikTok, TikTok house and stuff like that, like, you were one of the big names that I remember being like, Jesus, what the fuck's, like, going down here? Like, I mean, I'm just, like, we lad from, like, our mouth. So I was being like, God, Dublin's really, God, everybody's really chanced their arm, aren't they? But, like, so much of, like, the podcast, like, kind of started up. I've chatted to so many different, like, Irish TikTokers and stuff like this. But, like, I know what you mean that, like, in the sense where it's, like, it was crazy and it becomes normalized. But, like, so chatting to so many other content creators, stuff like this, you guys, particularly, and obviously, you know, I, you're kind of running this whole thing. Like, it hasn't kind of gone to, like, that fluctuation stage where it's kind of been like, oh, yeah, I've done this and, you know, we'll see where it goes. It seems just to be building like at a ridiculous rate compared to like somebody some some of the kind of other ones I've been chatting with that just kind of been like yeah no this type happened but like you guys like I I couldn't keep track I was being like sorry what like I, I remember sitting in the living room and chatting with my mates being like do you know that like the TikTok guys it's like I think they're in America now and they're being like wait what and I was being like yeah let me just double check I'm pretty sure they're in America like, <laughs> like it's just been exponential I think just the last like year in itself like. And just the way that you sort of be able to, you know, say it almost so, like, candidly, like, and that, personally, for myself, I'm just being like, Jesus, for pledge advice, like, honestly. Yeah, it's, uh, <clears throat> yeah, like, I'm never really satisfied with anything, so, <laughs> right, uh, <laughs> like, I don't. You're the, wor- the worst customer in the restaurant. How's that? Well, it's <laughs> all right. Like, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Like, even, uh, like, there's, there's no real we're not a party house but like there was a like this weekend there's been a couple parties in the house and Mm. uh the the vibe was like quite good on friday night and i remember coming home and i have notes in my phone at like three in the morning like should we have a guest list should we invite that dj guy should we get (laughs) the guy there was a guy who came in with a guitar and he's playing really funny songs and i was like oh we should invite him and like my mind always veers towards how to make stuff better and how to fix stuff. Yeah. Now the flip the flip side of it is though that although we're in America now, like me and Jake genuinely work all the time. Like yeah. it's I don't really know what people what like the perception of stuff is over here, but we basically I get up at like maybe seven or eight each day. Me and Jake work here till about two. We go to the house, we finish work there around seven or eight. We come back here, like eat, and then we go to sleep, and then we do that every day. And like this has probably been the first weekend um, I've had off in like probably six weeks, and I don't think I've had a week off since Christmas. So, you know, it's 
the it does occupy like all of your time you know yeah. so everything that there's some quote by like i think it's henry david thoreau it's like uh you know on the other side of achievements is the amount of you know time you've committed to to achieving it mm. and like everything has a cost do you get what i mean yeah so yeah. you know i haven't spent a lot of time with my family uh i've still tried to keep up with my fitness i haven't really focused on like uh you know relationships with um you know girls too much i haven't really focused on that so you know it's not all it might look like something from the outside but everything has a cost you know yeah and at the, at the same time yeah it's in class and whatever like this but obviously you to put in enough the grind it's like well yeah you haven't as you said haven't really had a night off <laughs> like, do you know what I mean? he's been very yeah. fun jesus that was a crack there god the came right through the mic <laughs> yeah now it's time to relax so we're all fine we're just chatting away but like i suppose Come from this kind of side of it and you know obviously I've kind of just been seeing over the last while you're like even seeing yourself or like how the other guys and all have like really built up over the last while like how I suppose brings back to like when did you first get into this kind of like digital business realm like I'm because you're kind of content creator yourself but then as you said you're doing commerce like you seem to have like the right mix of kind of skills like but I suppose was that something that you'd always like gravitated towards or was like there ever potentially like another path in mind like how does it how does this kind of keep became your life yeah well I first started making online content when I was 12 so that was 12 years ago and mm. I, I used to make cricket videos on YouTube so um at the time my dad didn't allow me to make like comedy videos which is what I wanted to make and yeah. thank god because I wasn't funny but uh <laughs> I just took like <laughs> I basically typed into Google what were the most searched terms for cricket. So it was stuff like how to bat, how to bowl, yeah. how to field, how to bowl off spin. And I used to take the information from Wikipedia and just make a script and then make a video on it. And <laughs> I did that for probably the first two years. I started doing like a little blog on WordPress. Yeah. Um, and ever since then, I've always been making some form of content. And I think when I was growing up, I did loads of different sports and I also tried loads of different things in secondary school. Mm. Like I was big into choir. I did debating. I did drama. I did triple jump. I did table tennis. I did cricket. Um, I did Greek. I did art. I did like, um, and I, I always, and I've, I still to this day love doing lots of different things. Yeah. But I remember as a teenager being very frustrated that I didn't have like, more one time. thing that I <laughs> no not more time I, I wanted to have one thing that I really excelled at yeah and I was always jealous of like the guy who was on the senior cup rugby team because he like maybe he had faults about certain things but he excelled at one thing mm. or I had a classmate who ran his own business and he excelled at one thing and I was always thinking to myself well what the fuck is the thing that I'm going to do that I yeah. can be world class at because I felt like I had that in me or I felt as if I had that sort of enough hunger to, mm. to do something like that and when I started making YouTube videos when I was 18 it sort of clicked in my head it was like ah I think this is good because I'm not limited by anyone like I can make as many videos as I want uh, I can edit them I can mm. get the edits better every time I can put them out and like the internet will give me feedback to make the mm. product better so I can continuously improve the products 
And it was one of those things where I thought this is actually an avenue where I could become world-class at something. So uh, I did my YouTube videos throughout college and got a few subscribers, but ultimately that led me on to doing like a content house. And <laughs> I guess now it, you know, I, I, we're not, we're definitely not world-class yet, but there's, there's room there where we could be. Like, yeah. I think we're one sort of big breakaway from, being one of the top houses like this hype house the sway house and then there's the rest and mm. if we can break through that noise that would be a really cool achievement and mm. sort of and i've always felt like that since i was a kid that i have the potential to be world class mm. i just uh, and i guess i still don't know how long that's going to take me to do that but i i want to do it really badly so um yeah yeah I suppose like just kind of the way you're describing it there as well, like it's similar to what you're kind of saying, like, you know, hoping for like whatever you're doing, you know, create some kind of inspiration. That's kind of, <laughs> in a sense, some of the reasons why whenever I was kind of saying like what all the stuff you're doing, I mean, just when you're talking there being like, yeah, I know what you mean. You're saying all the ones in class being like, oh, they're maybe really good at one thing or, you know, that's like what they're known for, like, really excel in that one kind of situation. I just always kind of joke with my aunts, being like, you know what, I could be, like, fucking world-class at, like, skiing or, like, do you know what I mean, a horse background, but you guys just haven't given the opportunity yet. Like, do you know what I mean? I could be figure skater, fucking galore over here. But, like, honestly, but I feel like everybody always has that. Maybe it's that kind of, like... I don't know what it is. It's maybe that's kind of like the, you know, the whole childhood dream thing. Or you say like somebody like there was once a kid and they became like really good at something. But I just when you're talking about it there as well, being like trying loads of different things and just being like, okay, try to find out what particularly is your main kind of niche or whatever like that. I think it's such a kind of relatable thing, especially for myself anyways. But um, <laughs> yeah, I suppose coming from like, you're kind of mentioned there coming from a content creation background and, like very much being like right this is something that I can you know build and work on like like but I suppose like what was like the initial kind of inspiration like behind the, the go house in particular like was there anybody or any like anybody or anything that particularly influenced that whole card of it or was it you and your mate basically went like right America's doing it and funny enough Ireland's usually a wee bit behind with especially kind of digital stuff did you just again see or see a market and go frigate let's just see what we can do because it seemed to just you know explode out of nowhere but like especially in Ireland that's like you know a lot of people are you know would be like god you know a lot of chat but it just seems the market things happen so quickly so I'm wondering what was the influence behind starting this whole content house from initially going I make some YouTube videos like how'd you how'd you build that group together like yeah so the idea came from me and Jake were doing podcasts during quarantine mm. and we were sort of ideating what we, we wanted to do next in business and jake was on a run one day and he called me and he was like or he texted me and he was like oh i have a secret i can only tell you about it uh, i think it could be really big or something and um <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> and he rang me and he was like i know this sounds crazy but i think we should start a content house and my mind originally went to a lot of people like i knew a lot of creators in the space in ireland and when I was a creator myself, like in that scene, it would be pretty common every few weeks, someone would say, why don't we rent an Airbnb for like um, a few weeks or um, even like a weekend? And mm. then Jake was saying to me, it's not that. It would be we'd rent it for a few months and we'd mm. get an unbelievable gaff like the Hype House. And 
let's get the 10 best creators we can find to be part of it. And all of a sudden it was like a very different proposition. It was a lot cooler, a lot bigger. Hmm. And um, I was like, logically, there's no reason why we, I sh- should say no to this because I had a bit of free time because my video business was down. Hmm. And um, he just said, well, we're going to have to open September 1st, which was 45 days away. And I remember putting that in the phone being like, there's no fucking way we're going to open by September 1st. Um, and then we just got to the office and went to work. And like, you know, there's a low barrier to entry with content houses in a way, because you essentially need three things. Like you need a house, you need the money for the house and yeah. you need the creators to get on board. And you need obviously a format for it as well to a degree, because mm-hmm. if you go to LA here, there's a lot of different businesses trying to start content houses and, they all do the same shit. It's like, they're like a weed company. They need a marketing function for their business. Mm. Marketing spend is normally 10 to 20% of all the revenue that comes in. They say, look, we're going to get a bunch of influencers with a bunch of followers into a house. We'll pump the product through them. They get to stay there for free. And that will essentially be like our marketing function. Mm. Or another version of it is, is that a manager sets up the house who puts influencers in and he run, he or she runs deals through them and, and they get their cut. Mm-hmm. But like a lot of the houses fall apart. There's been tens of them, you know, that have come and gone. Yeah. Mainly because there was no sort of, what I said there literally would be the extent of like the vision of the house. Is yeah. that it just isn't like a marketing function for a product. And sometimes the products are shit. Sometimes the places aren't managed well. And there's not a huge amount of thought put into it. Mm. And so although the individual parts of the house are relatively simple, the you need, you know, two people there or whoever the founder is, you need them to have like a, a vision for what they want the house to become, mm. a vision for how they'd like the influencers to grow and be treated. Um, and it needs to have like, a longer term to it because like a content house is essentially like a media company and yeah. media companies need you need time in existence to be able to succeed in anything so although you know we ran that house for four months in dublin and it was great and a lot of people said that you know we wouldn't run it for more than a month or that we'd run out of money they were mm. proved wrong like <laughs> the in terms of like how financially successful something like that can be you're limited if it's only four months long, because like you, you need something to be chugging along year yeah. after year to get repeat customers, to build up like a solid enough um, base of influencers. Like you need time mm. and all big media companies like Barstool Sports or um, like Disney or all of these people, they've been around for years. Mm. And, you know, there's a lot of media businesses that start up and go bust um, and the whole like the longer in my opinion anyway the longer you can stay alive the greater your chance of success is mm. um so i don't really know why i went on that rant at all but uh yeah <laughs> i just let you go for it as i seen you kind of eyes wandering there being like this is like why we're going for this but like i suppose <laughs> You know, you kind of put it down into digestible terms. Like, in, like myself, I would kind of work in, well, my background's kind of in more kind of traditional broadcast media and stuff like that. So I think particularly, like, since we moved down to Dublin, I just had no idea. Like, and even as you're saying, they're like, this is such a new thing. Like, I think about the breadth of what, you know, how people have even only really during the pandemic have, like, opened their eyes up to TikTok. Like, you just kind of went into, I feel like, 
reading this room and like understood it as you kind of were able to explain it down there being like essentially it's a media business and you were able, like that in my own kind of head is like the way that user would be able to be like yeah well this is a function of it this is how you know a content house works to really an environment that has never you know allowed for a function like that do you know what I mean it's it's quite like a thing to kind of get your head around always to be like so like even to I explain to people it's like so you're like run the content house what's that mean it's like there's not even a reference point really unless you're you know our age or even a bit younger like it just seems there's a kind of another worldly thing so I suppose that's where I was kind of wondering it's like how did you get like the influence for that do you know what I mean like because <laughs> it sounds like it's just something that's still so new but as you said there's repeated patterns of formats that came from you know barstool sports or like I suppose even college humor and that kind of variations like was that kind of what you based the kind of thing right this is just we see an opening for it and as you said it kind of just it took off because you understood the format of it all yeah like in terms of, so say like Barstool Sports, like with any business, you sort of look at, well, how do I start it? And like, what are the ways I make money? So for example, like if you were doing a physical coffee shop, you obviously have to have a lease on a location. You have mm-hmm. to have, you know, some form of branding for whatever your coffee shop's going to be. If you want it to be different to other coffee shops, you need to know like what products that you're going to be able to sell to keep the doors open like mm. americanos are there's decent margins on americanos like i know coffee shops have like pastries and they have like bags of coffee on the back or whatever but like an americano is the thing that keeps the doors open basically yeah. and like if you you need to sell enough of those every week to stay in business and when it comes to something like barstool like a third of the revenue comes from merchandise a third of the revenue comes from podcasts uh advertising and a third of their revenue comes from um like talent basically yeah and so uh yeah like it's like an advertising business is pretty simple business it's like in theory anyway it's you know you have a certain amount of attention be that online or offline so for example like if if you you're um if you're jc Dassault and you own all the billboards across dublin then that's like an offline form of attention because you say hey connor if you want to you know uh rent the billboard on Stephen's Green has a footfall of like a hundred thousand people every week, and that there'll be a cost associated with that yeah. because they own like the they own the, the space physical, for the advertising. Yeah, yeah, they own the physical real estate, and there's a price associated with that. With us, it's in the digital space. It's just slightly different, but it's pretty much the same thing. You have influencers with followers. Followers are the attention, mm-hmm. and the attention is the thing that you're able to uh, sell to brands through a variety of means like TikTok, Instagram, and YouTube yeah. based on based on views that videos get. Yeah. So if I'm telling you like you're going to get a million views for your, you know, your coffee company in the first month through a variety of these platforms, we're going to integrate it in this way. It'll be this price. Um, you know, that's essentially like what an, an advertising business is. So that's that's basically what we're doing like i wouldn't necessarily say it's complicated but it's uh it's like the issue is that we're a new business I, yeah i think that the interesting thing is that what we've found like anecdotally when we pit like we pitch loads of loads of companies to sponsor the house and mm. the interesting thing to get them like hooked is the fact that we're like professionalizing a, a content house and for companies it's like a new it's like a new form of advertising and in Mm. terms of 
you know, there's there's a lot of stories told about how like products um, that come to launch, but the public wasn't ready for them. Mm. Like there was an electric car, like Tesla have been trying to make cars for electric cars for years, but like there were, there are electric cars from the 1990s. Yeah. Like, you know, Mercedes tried to do it back then. Like nobody fucking bought the cars, but like now, you know, the public's at a point at which they're able to actually purchase them. Yeah. And when it comes to TikTok and like digital, there has been not just in like what people are saying, mm-hmm. there has been a legitimate shift in marketing spend from traditional media to to digital media. And so mm-hmm. when we approach people with this like new innovative concept and particularly TikTok, like the older generation, a lot of them have heard of it. It's just a very interesting proposition. Um, and the flip side of it is to retain those customers. We just need to make sure that they're getting very good value for the money that they spent. So, um, you know, every week we are thinking about and I'm constantly trying to make sure how can we give them the best deal possible? Because yeah. if you look at something like, I don't know if you've if you've done like research into like digital advertising and stuff, but Facebook ads and people still use Facebook ads, but for years people have recommended Facebook ads because they say it's a steal and like an excellent deal yeah. and for the amount of money that you spend compared to other stuff. Your, uh, your CAC is like incredibly low, like mm. your customer acquisition cost, And that makes people go back to Facebook ads again and again and again. And mm. so for us, it's like, yeah, you got to sell stuff, but you got to sell it at a price and provide enough value that like, I want every business to, you know, works with us to go, geez, that was an unbelievable deal. Mm. I'm going to go back again for next month because I'm getting fucking great return on my investments. And like, that's definitely a big focus for us at the moment is like, how can we give the most ROI back to the customer? Um, given the like digital real estate space that we have, you know, so. <laughs> Sorry, I feel like it just got fed like a digital advertising kind of marketing course there and like size moment like I mean I feel like you were just able to break it down as well so quickly to be like yeah like what was the inspiration behind this like Connor you have a coffee shop let's start there (laughs) but I suppose like for like someone like I mean my kind of main stint like into any kind of this world of it like I was with Joe Dotty either for a wee while but like even that kind of being like uh chucked into this being like Jesus what's how is all these different things work whatever like this I suppose you've <laughs> basically broke it down pretty succinctly for even anybody else that has no kind of terms into that space like what how it kind of works and I suppose that was my main kind of like wondering like oh yeah how did you guys kind of like father than this together because like for myself i remember just like being like the fuck is going on as being like yeah i'll just make some tiktok for these guys or like i'm trying to understand the whole like scheme of it i it, it completely makes sense as soon as you kind of break down into you know you view it as like more of like a product in space and how it's kind of sold but i suppose before all of this craziness that you know has been essentially the last couple of years of your life you know consistently working and powering through maybe tell us a little bit about like you know because I feel like you you know are quite driven but maybe some of the character building jobs that I don't know maybe if you had growing up that maybe informed as you said this kind of person or this personality that you have today that sees you know trying to make these things like the best that they can possibly be i don't know if you've had many experiences like that or yeah i i screenshotted this quote last night and i think it uh it sums it up quite well 
I'm just going to find it here because I think it's um, no, it's quite good. Hold on. Dun, dun, dun. If I can't find this, it's so bad. <laughs> it's fine. I'll forgive. Do you know what? We'll just chuck it in post data anyways. I'll I'll just insert some <laughs> thing being like yeah, 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 yeah exactly. Um, <laughs> the, oh yeah, the this is by Joseph Campbell. It's called "The Cave You Fear to Enter Holds the Treasure You Seek," and um, like it's not directly relevant to that, but I definitely think the worst moments end up being your like the biggest things you learn from. Yeah. <clears throat> and I wrote a list. I know you're, you're saying there, like, do I have any jobs that have helped me? There's been a couple of jobs and there's been a couple of experiences that have mm. definitely helped me grow hugely to the extent where now I really try my best to like welcome those major fuck ups because they end up being incredibly good learning experiences. Mm. And like, um, you know, yeah, so like a few of those. So one was I dropped out of college the first time when I was going to DCU doing science. I, I applied when I was 18 to go to DCU to do genetics. And uh, I quickly found out when I joined the course that I didn't enjoy it. Yeah. So I left I left in that first semester and I started uh, selling alarms door to door. And it was like there was no salary. It was pure commission. I'd yeah. work from like 3 p.m. to 11 p.m. It was like my first go at like sales experience hmm. and it was very like I think the thing I learned from that was it was just it was so scary doing it and I didn't enjoy it really but I also I think there is virtue in just gritting stuff out and hmm. you know facing that kind of fear and I learned a lot about sort of pitching things and um you know trying to get people to sign to you know get the product and stuff and dealing with um dealing with obstacles that will come up in the conversation so i learned a huge amount about that um i think as well i learned a huge amount when i did my internship at the beginning of the internship i fucked up because i like tried to make a youtube video before i started and i basically wasn't supposed to be recording in certain parts of like the business because i was just being a bit of an idiot and that taught me a huge amount because I went back home that day and was like I'm just not gonna fuck this up again I've got 12 months to work here and I want to do his best job that I can and uh, I learned about like corporate rigor I guess Mm. um and then like with other experiences with like personal relationships I've learned about like being um being like securing yourself or like trying to be as secure as you can be like everybody's insecure to a degree um holding yourself to like higher standards um and i think most recently it would be like we have 15 employees roughly speaking and i'm like their leader myself and jake are like the you know leaders of the company and to like really to really like embrace that and understand that the, the book really does stop at me. So if I'm not barking at people to get better, then nobody else is going to fucking get better. Yeah. And I always have to hold myself to the, I have to hold myself to a higher standard than everybody else in the company. I also have to hold myself to a higher standard than like whatever I've been yesterday. And I'm, I'm just never going to compare myself to anyone else. Cause it's all about 
you just got to hold yourself to a standard that nobody thinks is possible. Yeah. And then at that, and at that point, like it's hard to reach that, but even just moving towards it is that thing that sort of pushes you forward. So, um, there's like, there's loads of different things I've learned, but like the sales job was good. I learned about customer service when I used to work in a garden center. I used to work for a startup and I learned about, um, there was only five people in the startup and how like people have to wear many different hats. That was when I was like 18, 19. Um, and yeah, like running my own business definitely gave me a lot of customer service experience and like keeping people happy and like operational excellence with regards to making sure like you're working efficiently and not just doing stuff really fucking slowly. So, um, I know I said a few things there, but yeah. <laughs> Sorry. I was so expecting like most other guests are like, yeah, like I was a waiter. Do you know what I mean? I was working at like this little shop, you know, over a summer, I suppose like, oh God, dealt with some bastard, like customers, whatever like this. And, <laughs> Sorry. That's the first time somebody came into is being like, so every kind of experience that I see, you know, like, like it feels like, it feels like a TED talk talking to you. <laughs> it's like, like, it's, it's, like, it sounds kind of funny, but like, it's that whole kind of like, and you can just see it in your kind of personality and the kind of the way that obviously you view, you know, opportunities as well. Like, you're, everything that's kind of like came from there, you know, even starting off, you know, starting to a degree that you knew wasn't right for you and then going into a sales thing, you're being like, right, well, this is that got me, you know, into understanding this kind of part of it and like, the way that you're able to be like, yeah, even like, you know, just being quite, you know, solidified in yourself from, you know, different, you know, relationships and stuff like this. Like, these are quite, if you get me, quite mature things for essentially, I know like everybody always says like your 20s are, you know, just nobody really knows what's going on and everybody's just kind of fluctuating around. But I mean, to already be at that understanding of being like, a, <laughs> again, just understand like where things have targeted and you know bounced off and having to hold yourself to such a high accountability on a daily basis is like do you ever find yourself kind of looking around and being like jesus am i like the only one you know <laughs> trying to like top myself at this kind of stage at like or this kind of age of it or like is, is this just kind of something that you've already always kind of found yourself you know being you know held to this accountability like it just for my own personal standards like jeez guys i don't know if i could <laughs> be you know getting everybody else to be like doing stuff con- consistently hence why i like to chat to other people that get to do all that stuff i'm like yeah i'll chat cheese but i'll find out all about it but if i try to jesus i don't know <laughs> yeah like i'm a bit of a freak like um in terms of <laughs> thank god somebody said it jesus <laughs> yeah like but uh i just like everybody you know everybody views the world their own way everybody's mm. different everybody's like you know, genetically, their DNA, everybody's different. Like they see the world different. Everybody has different goals, different things they like Mm. and different things that they're attracted to. I just like, I know that I'm just born, not born, but like I'm, I'm a leader. Do you know what I mean? That's who, that is who I am. And, uh, because I know that, and I've known that for quite a while, my responsibility in the world is to push stuff way beyond things, people ever thought was possible Mm. because through the best way to teach people is through example so like even that's why i was really happy about the move to america because even just going to america i know by default that will definitely inspire some young people who would know of me that like 
oh, this person made it. He maybe have talked. He might have been talking shit in Dublin, but like he's in America now, you know. Yeah. And that um that in and of itself is like a very cool thing. And I think like what I'd like to do as like my next short term um goals is start putting out way more content again to try and like encourage that inspiration and and to keep going with like the story of what's happened mm-hmm. so far and also the next move would be like well this business should be hopefully very financially successful or you know maybe it gets um i don't know maybe in the future it gets bought out or something or you know this project is extended for a long period of time or we become one of the biggest houses in the world or you know those are the kinds of things that are you know really inspirational and i like i look at the greats to try and uh, take inspiration from like michael jordan roger federer like just nike yeah, i hear you mm-hmm. nike as a brand all that kind of stuff and uh yeah, I guess it's a bit heavy. And like, to be honest, uh, I don't know how many people would, you have to be a bit of a freak like Jake to want to go into business with me. But um, <laughs> that's like, that's the role I'm supposed to live out. Like, yeah. I know that. And yeah. so uh, that's just what I'm going to do. Um, yeah, that's just what I'm going to do. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, you, you, you kind of filled out the rest of my kind of format there anyways. <laughs> I was going to be like, yeah, tell us, you know, about something like the horror stories, the worst parts that ever happened, you know, some of the great parts. So succinctly, literally, and then straight on, yeah, so this is my plans, anyway, it's the future. Well, I mean, yeah. <laughs> but I mean, that's it. You're just a man with a plan and you got the action. And uh, no, honestly, like, <laughs> I think you've kind of answered all I was going to really ask you anyway. I might be even having to ask it. So, I mean, you've made my life even easier anyway. You just led this interview, as you said, made for it. But, um, but yeah, as you said, they're like, do you know what I mean? This is like a thing that you recognize that, yeah, this is something that you're good at. And you've obviously put yourself into this environment as well where you can build that so much further. And I mean, as you said, they're like big plans for the future. I mean, <laughs> if there's one person that you know <laughs> is, isn't short of them it's going to be yourself Thomas like <laughs> like <laughs> but um yeah I suppose like yeah I, I think I think you've kind of just taken it you taken them off the work for me I didn't need to ask anything else <laughs> <laughs> no honestly man I really appreciate you taking out the time and make this the most succinct interview I've probably had till date um <laughs> no talking about here um but honestly um I suppose if people, you know, are listening to this, I mean, the rare occasion that somebody's finding you through, come through me, I don't know, some fucking pleb under a rock somewhere. Um, maybe where do they find all your stuff, keep up with everything and kind of find out everything, Thomas Arnold, Go House. Yeah, all that kind of jazz. What's the best places to see us? Yeah, so um, the Go House, if you type in the Go House LA on TikTok, Instagram or YouTube, YouTube's probably our strongest platform at the moment. So, uh, we do a five-day-a-week YouTube show, which is reality TV that we're doing at the moment. Um, same goes with the podcast, the five-day-a-week podcast show. And then myself personally, if you just type Thomas Arnold into any platform, um, yeah, you'll, you'll, if you go on YouTube, you'll get a good gist from my personality and what I've done previously. Um, so yeah, you could you could follow me there. And uh, Connor, very grateful to, to be on the show. And uh, thank you very much for inviting me. I, I really appreciate it. Oh god, it's been an absolute pleasure, man. Well here, have a good 
afternoon, <laughs> I guess. I'm like, <laughs> being like, Jason, need to fucking get ready for bed now. But honestly, wish you all the best, everything. And yeah, I just come in and see what fucking you do next. Honestly, it's been a pleasure. Alright, <laughs> man. No worries. <laughs> Thank you so much for tuning in to another episode of Finterviews. If you enjoyed this episode or indeed any other episode in the series, please do remember to give us a like, comment, share, subscribe and a five star rating on whatever listening platform you're on. All of that stuff really does help the podcast and everything else that goes with it. And also, if you do us a wee favour as well and give us a follow on socials, I'm on everything at this stage. If you just search for Finterviews or Finterviews Podcast, you'll find me there and give us a wee follow and keep up to date with everything and the latest episodes that are coming out whenever they do. Um, Yeah, until next time, thanks again for tuning in and I'll chat to you later. Bye.